Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. You are toxic. You're mega toxic. Like, like what, what are the top five? John Toxley. Mm-hmm. Fucking. How toxic was this week's episode of Dynamite? As toxic as Mike Pellegrini. Yeah, man. God, did you hear the, the shit that he said on Twitter this week? So toxic. How toxic is Greg Goldman's debut? Well, I, I don't know. Toxic. You ready? Let's do it. Boys, I guess this is episode 26. Holy shit. My name is Brett Jagger along with Beaumont Rand. Hey! Hello. What's up? Not much. How good. are you? Oh, it's great. Things cool. are good. Good. Ten episodes in three days. Uh, that was a lot. Or er, er, three, three episodes in ten days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. A toxic start for me here. Yeah, yeah we did. God, yeah, yeah. Pe- reaching Pellegrini levels, man. Same yeah. Pellegrini. So we did Drink three wine. episodes in ten days. We have David Lynch poofing in the kitchen. We had Marvezilis yep. and uh, Tangerine Fusebox. Yeah, Danny yeah, Lovelight. Oh, Mr. Joe Riv. Yes, that's yeah, Mr. Right. Joe Rip, Mr. <laughs> yes. Mr. Movie Action Man. Yes, no, let's start right off with a noteworthy Danny Limelight, aka Daniel Garcia. What Rivera. Is it? Rivera. Daniel yes. Rivera. Daniel Rivera. Daniel Garcia is someone. Has what did he he wrote and, and directed. directed? Yeah, yeah. It's this action movie called Joe Riv. Yeah. You know, it, uh, you know, like I think he's entered it in some festivals and. He released a trailer. We haven't watched it. Can't wait to see it. But we did. You know, we did like at 10.30 p.m. on Thursday. We um, promised that we would BBB review it. You know, which uh, he seemed pretty hyped about it. Um, yeah. You know, I really, but like, you know, I hope he doesn't really know our track record of BBB reviews because I think we've only liked like two things. Snowpiercer and, and Back to the Future. And I guess Star Wars Episode yeah, 1. Yeah, so, but so, yeah. Th- so three things out of like 18. So we're putting you under the microscope limelight. Mm-hmm. But uh, we hope you enjoyed our fun discussion with Danny Limelight. It was great, yeah. Uh, V-Trigger sucked. V-Triggers do suck. <laughs> that was one of our favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he was a ton of fun and... Uh, it was a poppy party. No, it was a big time poppy party. So with that, uh, we have announced our next interview, which, Bo, uh, this one's your show. I'll let you take All the right. reins here. So um, our next interview, as many of you all have seen if you follow us on Twitter, is or are the showrunners of X-Men, the animated series from 92 to 97, I believe yeah, is when it ran. Yeah. Um, and authors up. of X-Men, the animated series, the art and making of the show. Mm-hmm. Julia and Eric Lawald. It's a Lawald world. And we are just living straight in it. And um, man, we're really excited. You know, um, we've kind of, you know, engaged with a lot of like film podcasts and stuff like that. And, you know, now we kind of have sort of a 
wrestling and sort of narrative kind of excitement with this. So it's gonna be it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. And, and uh, we've previously had an award named after yeah, them, yeah, the Lawald um, Family Award for Meaningful Online Interaction, which went to our buddy Will Sanford. Yeah, who, only only one that we've awarded. Who we were with the other night actually down in Louisville, yeah. and uh, you've also started doing some uh, X Men animated series uh, wrestling IWC Twitter comparisons. Yeah. So tell us about. Yeah, those. I really wanted to stir the pot. Oh, and uh, stir it up, stir it up, and kind of really involve you know kind of people in it uh, in a very direct way by comparing uh, comic book characters to themselves. Mm. And so uh, yeah, we've done four now, and we'll I guess we'll run through them. Yeah, do it. Our first Professor X is MGB Graham. Mm. You know they the they, father of the, uh, the, our little corner. Oh of the yeah, IWC. yeah, yeah. The, guy, the the talent identifier. Yeah, really put us on the map of of, of British descent. Yes. Yeah, and which uh, I know England's playing right now against. Oh, uh, are they? Who are they playing? Someone in the Euro League. Whatever. Somebody. Probably yeah. taking the piss out of them. Oh, taking the piss out of them. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of the take a piss out of them, Matt was not too happy to be compared to Magneto, <laughs> yes. his co-host. Um, you know, because only that, that was just natural. So next yep. we have a pair of co-hosts, which was also controversial. And I think these were the first two shows we appeared on too, yes, right? Yes, was correct. Good Cop, Bad Cop, and now View, View from, from the Top, top Row. So Chad is Cyclops, which yeah. he didn't like that very <laughs> no, much. No, he did not like that at all. Oh, yeah. Fucking, but, he's but, fucking but, cooked. It, it made way more sense, yeah, though. Chad Rojas. Yeah, no, like that was like the second one. I came up with MGB Graham. Don't be Professor sorry. X, and Chad as Cyclops was number two. Yeah. Like, I thought both of those Don't were Don't be sorry. Yeah. England is playing Ukraine, and they're currently up one nothing at halftime. What a toxic Four score. Min- goal in the fourth minute by Harry Kane. Ooh. Not to be mixed up with Kane, the mayor of Knox County, of Tox County, Tox. Tennessee. <laughs> Um, and then you got one more, Diesel. Uh, Diesel is Wolverine. That didn't make Chad happy. Yeah, Wolverine. So, yeah. Well, some people comment. They're like, like they're, I forget somebody commented on the um, thread. And they were like, yeah, they kind of look alike. I was like, no, they don't. Yeah. Um, um, so following back up on our McAllister's uh, paraphernalia, yeah. they said that it was not a, a joint holder or whatever. No, the, no, the no. squeegee, no, which it, there it, is a squeegee. Or, or, or a pipe cleaner. It is indeed a metal straw. All right, so um, <laughs> you, know, you can hear it on here. This is the metal straw rattling around in its container. Which it's about, what, three, four inches as yeah. a curtain. Like, how is well, this well, a straw? Well, well, number one, it doesn't need this, you know. The plastic, plastic container, yeah, yeah. which is the only McAllister's branded part, which is a great Well, it joint extends holder. like it's a pointer if you were pointing yeah. at, you know, like, like a like an antenna. It's like an old TV antenna. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know. So you have to pull it out the top. Yeah, and then you have yeah. this cleaner right here, which yeah, like... Yeah, it's a little squeeze. But we didn't realize the straw expanded, and we're like, how the hell is this a three-inch straw? Yeah, yeah, and so, but it's instead of, you know... But yeah, it's like an antenna, yeah. straw... Straw, pointer, you know, thing like that. Holder. Yeah, so... Um, Thank you again, and McAllister's, we're coming for you. Yeah, we're coming for you. We're going to we're gonna be going there, and we're going to, you know, thank you for giving um, a uh, free meal as well. To yes. both of us and our lawyer, Brian uh, Buster, Brian Buster so who, we'll who, who we had to fly him in from San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, which won't be that hard. No. You know, like, <laughs> no. you know, there's tons of planes. Yeah, there the are. World, you know. We'll find we'll a way to get free tickets. Yeah, he could drive, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're poor. Yeah. But yeah, so we're... We're going to be recording a little segment from McAllister's Deli here in, I don't know, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah. We're, we're going to make a trip down there and... Uh, Ask them to sponsor us. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just sort of do a big focus brand foods. Wear our socks. You know, gala. Oh, yeah. We'll wear, Ask we'll, them if we could take our shoes, shoes off. off. Which, like, like you said. know, like is... 
I would be remiss. Um, I'd be shocked if they, if they didn't let us. Yeah, yeah. But you know. <laughs> yes. Thank you thank again, you. McAllisters and really all nice. the Focus Brands family. You guys are really nice. And uh, shift gears here slightly. Um, rest in peace to Del Wilkes, who was the Patriot of wrestling fame. He passed away earlier this week. Um, so as kind of we've tended to do on this show when wrestlers have passed away, like a Pat Patterson, uh, Tiny Lister, who yeah, was yeah. Zeus, we honor them by watching one of their matches for If You Recall. So um, the Patriot just had a brief run in WWF in 97, but it also coincided with when I started watching wrestling, and we'll get more into that, but we went with his biggest match where he challenged Bret the Hitman Hart for the WWF title at In Your House Ground Zero, September 7th, 97, from the Louisville Gardens. Yeah, a defunct um, venue yes. as of right now. Yeah, I think I may have only been there once. I forget what it was for. But it just interesting that uh, it happened to be in Louisville. And yeah. I, I remember I'd seen this before and knew it, but I uh, just thought that was a fun little tie-in. Mm-hmm, neato. So before we go into the Wednesday, June 30th Dynamite, we wanted to uh, at least take a second to mention the Kenny Jungle Boy match from the Saturday Night Dynamite, because we're not going to cover that whole show, just with how the schedule fell. But, uh, you know, as we knew, Jungle Boy wasn't going to win, but man, they sure made you believe it, and just what a fucking awesome match that was a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I guess a week ago today is yeah, we yeah, yeah, this on yeah, Saturday. Week, yeah. yeah, a week ago today. I mean, you kind of knew it was going to be a really good in-ring match. Oh, yeah. And um, we talk no interference. They immediately throw, like, the Good Brothers and all that shit out in the yep. very beginning. So, like, you know, we don't have to deal with that. Jungle Boy's family at ringside. Yeah, they keep yeah. showing yeah, they, them. They kept cutting back always, to them. always great you know, to added, have added that. a really great human element to yes. it. Um, and, yeah, you know, especially whenever things got into the, these, like, roll-up pins, these snare traps and stuff like yep. that. When the match got rolly. The momentum yeah, yeah, picked yeah. up big time. Yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of the, the, the best part of it. And I, I guess, you know... Whenever you sort of try to pin down Jungle Boy, you're like, oh, yeah, he's th- this type of wrestler. He was a really fun kind of like counter wrestler. He can do a wrestler, lot of things, like, like this yeah. kind of like roll-up guy, yep. you know, against Kenny. Because Kenny had like a lot of size on him. Like, oh, like, absolutely. Like, like, like maybe not height, but like weight. Yes. You know, Kenny was bigger than him. Most so like definitely. I feel like that was a very clever way to take advantage of it from a wrestler who like, you know, yeah, he can like jump and stuff. But like, you know, a little less flippy than like the Phoenixes and yes. the Pentas of the world, yep. you know. But yeah, they were just a great matchup for each other. Um, you know, some fucking barn burner. And um, yeah, Kenny got the win as expected. But just we wanted to mention how great it was. I gave it four and a half stars on my scale, which I think Dave Meltzer did the same. Uh, not what, that I give a what about, shit. What about Cornette scale? <laughs> just toxic. Just... <laughs> four and a half toxins on the Cornette scale. Uh, but yeah, great stuff there. And uh interesting times ahead for the AEW world title as we'll get into mm-hmm. two other just very quick notes from that um, there was a Marvez interview where he was interviewing I believe MJF and Jericho came to attack him which he referenced on our interview how that was the inverse and that's when he almost went ass over tea kettles oh yeah which fortunately he did not go ass over tea no, kettles no, this no. time but I really enjoyed how MJF was like Marvez no one watches buys a ticket for you no one watches the show for you well we do yeah well we do but he also like said himself in the interview that that is very true I know yeah so <laughs> but just, we do we still do yeah yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> nice sure. matches from Hangman and Powerhouse Hobbs and also a fun flippy affair between Matt Seidel and Dante Martin 
Martin from yeah. that Dynamite yeah, yeah. as no, well. Yeah, um, I haven't seen the top flight guys a lot, you know, outside well, of like... Because Darius Royale. has been hurt. Oh, has he so been? that's yeah, why, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Dante had a match with Miro. You know, he's been doing these singles matches. So good that he's still been featured. Yeah, you know, last I saw him was in the Battle Royale, I feel like, before that. Yeah, Darius has had a pretty serious injury. He's been out for a bit, so... But yeah, uh, anything else to mention before we jump in here? No, um, not um, not particularly. Let me just make sure I don't have anything. In. No, no, uh, no, no. I think we've pretty much summed it up. Okay, then let's. Jump in to AEW Dynamite, Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the Daily's Place finale. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about that at the end when they show the tribute video, but what a fucking run it's been there. And what better way to start it off than have Chris Jericho coming out for commentary. Yeah. Give him his moment, like have the Judas song. Yeah. You know, like kind of got people excited. And I don't know, he like injects a lot of energy Absolutely. into it. Absolutely. Like, this is kind of always like yelling, yes. you know. You know, he has a different style on... Con- he, he's Yeah, he's very over-the-top. I fucking love it. I know yeah. it probably annoys some people, but it's Doesn't unique. It, yeah. Very entertaining. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. So always excited to get him on here. And yeah, you mentioned he comes out to the song, which I know means a lot to him to have the fans sing it. And just a great night for the fans at Daly's Place. For and sure. What an era. Um, so we start off with... Let me pull it up. Eddie Kingston and Penta L Zero Miedo defeating the Young Bucks in 13 minutes 49 seconds to earn an AEW World Tag Team title shot, I believe, next week. And what an opener here. To yeah. start, we have the Young Bucks coming out in mustaches, which yeah, uh, kind is of, an elite theme here. Yeah, yeah. No, they, you know, and I, I remember, I think some commentator men- mentioned it. Um, Maybe during the MJF Sammy match where they talked about it being a psychological thing. Yeah. You know, some sort of like a very like cocky, you know, mm-hmm. like so- team solidarity kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, and it does seem to work because people are kind of like instantly offended by it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's with the mustache? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And so like there's all this stuff on Twitter about it. And, and uh, no, it ju- seems to work. Buck's you know, just leaning more into the grease ball here, which yeah. I'm all for it. I mean, Nick Jackson just dripping with more grease week oh, by week. Oh, yeah. And they had, you know, like blondish hair. What am I blondish? Yeah, Nix is just getting blonder by the week. Uh, Love, early in the match, I don't even remember what it was pertaining to, but Jericho said someone was high on the hog, which is always just great. Probably one of the young bucks. Probably. Anyway, just an awesome opener here that really kind of the tide turned, you know, midway through the match when uh, Pentagon got the hot tag and he just went nuts because he wasn't really involved early as the young bucks kind of dominated Eddie and did their heel bullshit. Uh, but t- Penta really turned it. He had a leaping DDT sling blade, right. corkscrew code red, which is like a sunset flip power bomb, which got a very near fall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as he tends to do, he came in like a house of fire. Yeah, no, he, you know, especially on that hot tag. I mean, oh, he was yeah. just sick the entire match. Yeah. Um, definitely, once again, match MVP. Yeah. You know, like every oh, time yeah. he gets in there. Um, no, this was a very fun match and definitely, you know, one where he shined. In. Yeah, and at one point, Nick Jackson hit like a nice springboard head scissors and he was really hamming up the Macho Man antics where he was kind of putting his finger in the air and, yeah. you know, they're just really healing it up. But um, eventually the Good Brothers come out, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
Um, which all, you know, just, there was this chaos in the ring going on, all sorts of double tune moves. Nick Jackson had hit the low blow first. I forgot about that, but it really led to the fucking defining moment of the match where Brandon Cutler, who also had a mustache, sprays the aerosol can. I think it was Penta got out of the way and just starts spraying it in Matt Jackson's eyes and continued to spray yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, Matt Jackson falls down and he's just like, just <laughs> yes, shaking. It's like he it. couldn't stop well, spraying well, and, it. And Jericho, go, you know, you hear like on commentary, him like, stop spraying him, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just, I mean, it was like a good 10 seconds. Yeah. Of, and yeah, it's like Cutler just didn't know what to do. Yeah. He was frozen. So again, Brandon Cutler's role in all this, he's been so good. Just at really being the, just the, the, the guy the, who takes all the shit. The dunce. Yeah. Like the, the court. He's gesture. very yeah, good yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah. And I, this was, I think my favorite moment period, just like kept spraying it. Oh, it was too funny. And then Penta hit like a big dive outside onto everyone mm-hmm. comes in, hits the package pile driver into Eddie Kingston, hitting the spinning back fist for the victory. Um, also, forgot to mention during all that chaos, the elite hunter Frankie Kazarian. Well, this came is really out. when things kind of turned. Oh uh, well, this you was know, the Kazarian. that was the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well you know, Kazarian kind of like you know was and that was right after the spray. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he attacked Cutler, then Penta did the dive, and yeah. we already mentioned the finish. But yeah, ton of fun there. Great opener. It harkens back to you know the dynamite days of old where it seemed like almost every week was an awesome tag match starting it off yeah so. yeah so again um like just another really fun chaotic mm. you know tag match with stakes yes you know, so absolutely now, so now yeah penton kingston are gonna get the I title think it's next, week, next week yeah. so that should be exciting Which bucks will probably win oh, but yeah, hey yeah. i mean they've shown they can beat them and it's gonna be a great well, match well and also like you know they're gonna have to be like this is the sequel to this match and exactly. this match is already really good so yeah you know, they got to do some different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. How, how are they gonna top it you know that's mm-hmm. gonna be their the answer to that is gonna be interesting regardless yes so then we get christian backstage with jungle boy continuing that kind of mentorship angle they've had which mm-hmm. i'm all for it uh luchasaurus and marco stunt come back Luchasaurus had been hurt for a while, so he says he's back, and thanks to Christian for having Jungle Boys yeah. back while I've been gone, and Christian's like, yeah, I'm dealing with the Hardy family office anyway, so this is all fun, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and then he makes a dumb joke about having a dinosaur family on his mom's side. Could have gone yeah. without that. Yeah, no, that was really dumb. But, yeah, Yeah, I think I'm like, oh, I'm quarter T-Rex, you know, yeah. on my mom's side. Yeah, that was really, really lame. You know what's not lame? Very, very... Very! I hope I just woke up Lee upset. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky come out to be interviewed by Tony Schiavone. I, I mean, I guess we should just slowly kind of... Uh, you're I, just simmering over here right If it now. wasn't for MJF and Sammy, this would have been the defining moment of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think like not just within our inside joke, yeah, but was, just period. It was tight. Because my God. And if you follow us on Twitter, you already saw the pictures, the poll... He, I mean, this is as upset as we've seen him. <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, what happens is Ethan Page gets out there and he starts, you know, kind of being his cocky thing. And everyone boos him. He's like, you, you know, I think he tells everyone to shut up. Yeah, he basically you know? says he wants to exterminate Darby. And yeah. he kind of goes through Put all him the in shit the coffin he did, and stuff. Goes through all the stuff he's done to him, threw him off the stairs, into the crowd, yeah. mentions their time on the indies because i didn't know until you know a month or so ago they had like a real yeah. heated feud on the indies for yeah. a long time so this is nothing new yeah. here um and yeah i know he's gonna cripple darby mentally i have coffin drop this coffin drop that and then uh sting 
comes, comes out, out with a coffin. With, with a coffin on a radio flyer wagon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Darby pops out just Well, hot. first they show that video oh, of Darby video. like burning a coffin. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then, you know, when he wheels this thing out, it's like, of course he's in there. Yeah, yeah. They show this video and then. Darby pops out and just charges. Yeah. You know, knocks out Scorpio season and then um, gets on Ethan Page and gets him like kind of. I don't know what he does to him, but he's got him like nailed down in front of the ropes. Well, just yeah, before yeah. this, Sting hits Scorpio with oh, the yeah, Scorpion yeah. death drop. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, he kind of pushes him up against the ropes and really just starts gouging yeah, his eyes yeah, out. Yeah, gouging him. And Ethan Page, like, scream. Like, I didn't notice, like, sort of the, the tenor or, or like, like, like the tone color of his scream. But, like, man, like, it was just this blood curdling back of the throat, just like. And then, you know, you just know in that moment that he's not okay, that like, no, it's actually not. quite the opposite. He is extraordinarily upset, you know. Just, it's like, it's, yeah. I can't, what's even above that? We need. <laughs> I mean, if, if that does exist, he is the only man who can play. Oh, play. Oh, he is the only man who can blaze that trail. It's so like in Spaceballs when they go to ludicrous speed. So he's ludicrously upset. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like dethrone him. <laughs> I mean, can't, can't dethrone can him. You can't. Ricky Starks did for one week. We'll give him credit, but, yeah, but it's it, like week after oh, week. Yeah, but that was just like you know a, a poke. Yeah, you know, exactly. that, that's that, what that, I'm that, saying. That, that, yeah. that was that was it's nothing. Yeah, it's something. So um, that's not the end of Ethan Page's arc of upsetness. Uh, it was no. in three phases. It was sort of the, the very put upon. I'm yelling into the microphone, upset, like what he came out there to do. Yep. And then this was sort of you know the outside you know force acting upon him, yep. making him extraordinarily ludicrously upset. Yes. And then he grabbed the microphone oh. and was just reeling. The match yeah. is off. Yeah. The ma- and he, he calls the match off, which is so tight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then marches out and just. Well, then he says like, I want it in writing that Darby can't touch me for a week, and then maybe we'll do the match at Fighter Fest. He wants Fest. a restraining order. Yeah, essentially. So this is just great. I mean, we talked last week about like, or whenever it was, like, what more can they do with this feud? Will they pair off into singles matches? Clearly, they are. Oh, yeah, I know what they could do more with this feud. It's just continue to make Ethan yeah. Page more and more upset. And we'll be there with a front row ticket, oh, yeah. popcorn, and bells on. Fuck. Because, like, literally, like, in terms of Brain Buster Boys meme shit, like, this has been the most meme thing we've gotten out of AEW since we come back. Yeah, oh, it's you know? the new Hit Watch. Yeah, 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 it is. And, and Hit Watch is still alive. Oh, Hit Watch still, like, you know, it's like, lingering. Yeah, it'll it, never, it, 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 it'll it, always it, be there. It, it fumes in the corner. It's getting like more furnace. candidates, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's taken a break and like this is just kind of you know is the thing that's just topping itself week after week after week and uh yeah i mean you know i like this feud is like the c story right now but like you know ethan page makes it seem like kind of like b level it's an a plus in toxicity oh incredibly (laughs) but yeah just tremendous stuff and again dethrone him please someone try (laughs) good luck um, so then we have Jungle Boy squashing Jack Evans in six minutes, six seconds. Whoop. That's all I got. I yeah, mean, it was just know, your standard fair squash match. Yeah, squash match. I mean, what was interesting was what happened after, because here comes Matt Hardy. Yes, in private party. And his crew, uh, they come out and they say, um, and uh, Marco, Flint, Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus, and they're like, hey, you know, dinosaur family, you know, we don't You're like you. Down. We don't like you. We have legal, uh obligations against you and yes. you know we still don't like you yes and they uh and they fought 
Yep. Yeah. And then I think Christian hit the kill switch on Matt Hardy, and that yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah, he kind of got back from last week, right? Yeah, because they've kind of been flip-flopping the momentum, and obviously the Christian versus Matt match is coming soon. Yeah, yeah. that's sure coming, one of these next few weeks. Well, 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 so you think that's coming, then Christian versus Kenny, I guess? Yeah, you know, I would that, guess that, that, so. You think that's going to be like the springboard into that? You that know, is my so? thought, yes. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, MJF just cutting a tight promo per yeah. usual, ripping on Jericho, and you know basically saying he's going to announce some stipulations that Jericho has to agree to, just like he did. This was before you came along, but he had a match with Cody where it's like he had to do this. I don't remember what the first one was, but then he had to fight Wardlow in a steel cage, and then he had to take like ten lashings on television. So, oh my like, god! And they made it like really emotional. It was good. So like. Clearly, it's so tight because MJF is such a heel where it's like he makes people go through the ringer to just have a match with him. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know they're having like a face-to-face thing next week, so we'll see what these stipulations are. And the funny question with MJF, too, it's like, you know, does he deserve it? You know, like he's kind of very like Kylo Ren, like in Star Wars. You know, he's kind of like, you know, not like not the heel that's been there forever, but he's sort of like the guy who's like pretending to be that. And there's a degree of like, you know, um, imposter. Yeah. Syndrome to him that I think like really sells a heel that much better. Because like that my... makes you hate him because like you know that he knows that he's like imposter. You know what I will chant yes, I, and I with that I will yeah. channel my channel my inner Taz and say he deserves it. He deserves. But you know why he deserves it? Because he's better than you and yeah. he knows it. Yeah, and he needs to say that. Yeah, because he feels like an imposter. Yep, he's yeah. tight. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and he also mentions Sammy in the mm. match tonight. Uh, says something about, yeah, Sammy's the future, but I am the now. Yeah. And, yeah. So, cool. Good it's deal. all going to be great. And uh, then we have Andrade El Idolo, interviewed by Alex Marvez, doesn't want me in a rap battle, Abrahantas. <laughs> and basically, you know, he's been building up this surprise, and in comes Matt Seidel to interrupt. And they're having a match next week in Miami, the home of Scarface, as El Idolo said. And this is going to be awesome. I think it's a great first opponent for Andrade because they can get flippy, they can be fast, they can be chaotic, and it's someone that Andrade is obviously going to beat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of my, my thoughts exactly. Are you excited? I am excited. You know, like after the, the Gargano match, um, you know, I'm excited to see him go. Like like you said, this is going to be a match where he's obviously going to win. And I'm not super familiar with Matt Sido. I feel like he wrestled a lot more like during kind of our first few episodes. When he was on Dark and Elevation. Yeah, yeah. But he's just great in the ring. He's small. He's flippy. He's yeah. just a entertaining yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, just a serviceable person. Yeah. Somebody who can, like, you know, bring out the best in their And he opponents. got that win on against Dante Martin, which, you know, kind of gave reason to get him in this match. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Then we have Kenny Omega coming out with a, excuse me, AEW World Champion Kenny Omega coming out with a Fu Manchu of his own. Yeah. Just like the rest of Team Elite. And... You know, he basically mentions that he's beaten everyone and there's no one left in AEW. And he's going to take some time off because he's got these other belts and he's going to wrestle in other companies. And uh, no, no, no. Here comes the Dark Order and Evil Uno and uh, our antennas begin to raise. Oh, yeah. Just like this McAllister's <laughs> straw. Raise it. Because like a... Here, I'll, I'll, let's see if we can get this on. <laughs> better get that. 
Sounds like a sword unsheathing. So anyways, I remember when we were watching, we were watching with our friend Dylan, who's in town from Montreal. Yes, yes. I meant and to mention that Yeah, initially. yeah. And so anyways, um, you know, Kenny's talking. We're like, who's going to come out? Because Kenny's just up there, just ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yep, ba, yep, ba, ba, yep. ba. And then, like, you know, we had a really nice reaction whenever the Dark Order Absolutely. came out. We were like, oh, tight. Yeah. Like these guys. And uh, they come out. Evil Uno on the mic, so kind Love of it. you know, sort of doing some you know leadery things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which I like that a lot. Um, so of course they sort of the, the the pretense here is they're they're talking about Hangman. Absolutely. You know, because Kenny's like, you guys, you know, don't have enough singles wins. Yep. And they're like, you're right, but we know someone who does. And you know someone who does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, someone you used to be a tag team partner with. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the Hangman kind of looms over this. Um, best part about it though is that he doesn't come out. Yes. You know, if he would have came out, that would have been like too much too soon. I agree. And it, um, that 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 I think that I think like withholding that I think honestly made the segment. This is the official beginning of the slow burn yeah. to what I believe to be a title match of the two between the two at All Out, yeah. which we've predicted and been talking about for shit a year. I feel like since Full Gear, the Kenny Hangman match that was there, yeah. you know, really set this shit in motion. Yeah. And I've said it many a times, like. I want it to be all out, yeah. and I want Hangman to lose, and then I want him to get the title at Revolution or whenever it will be. I, I mean, they they know what they're doing with this storyline. Sure. This is yeah. like the biggest story that they've been writing since we started AEW. Uh, yeah. Starting with Hangman losing to Jericho, like that set this shit in motion. And will I be upset if Hangman wins it all out? Absolutely fucking not. I would love to see him win the title, but I just think that's what they're doing. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be another sizzle has begun. Yeah. Ugh. There's going to be a big re, a big rematch after that. And oh, then, yeah. Like, like, you know, they're going to milk the shit out of that triumph. They need to. You know, they need to make that triumph as triumphant as possible. And I think, you know, Hangman taking a loss to Kenny is going to just, you know, is the spice. And to channel my inner, inner Taz again, this is just the start. This is just the start. And I can't fucking wait. And there's a little bit more to come later. But yeah, buckle up for the summer, boys. Seat belts and belt buckles. Woo! Um, yeah. So then we have the TNT Championship match where we Miro... We the Pillman promo first. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, did yeah. not write any notes on that. So yeah, why no, don't you wrote... take it away? Uh, no, I just wrote Pillman <laughs> promo dash decent. Yeah, he was fired up. He's yeah. excited. He's the first time he really gets to kind of talk on his own. Yeah. Garrison's my brother. Yeah. You know, I like other people that I'm associated with. Biggest so, sing, biggest singles match in his young yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, you, you, you felt the weight of that. You yeah. Know, the, the, the promo seemed to, you know, in a Yaleman way to yeah. use one of our classic there terms. There we go. You know, um, seemed to do what it needed to do. It wasn't, you know, anything spectacular, but... But good. Good, good for him. Now he's fighting Mira. And he loses by referee's decision in 7 minutes 37 seconds, but... A nice showing by Pillman in the biggest match he's had. Local guy, as we've talked about here, Coxie Heights High School. Coxie Heights High School? Coxie Heights High School, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was fun and fine, and everyone knew Mira was going to win, and the crowd was pretty hot for Pillman, and yeah. I liked it. Sizzling. Yeah, I mean, especially when he got in some good offense. I mean, Miro's obviously doing heel stuff now. Like after um, the break. Yeah, Basically, yeah. after the commercial break, it yeah. was all Pillman. Yeah, it was all Pillman, you know, and... Um, Got in a lot of great offense. Got in those two big kicks, but then Miro yep. caught one, yep. and then it was dead. And right that's when the, the crowd water. was like real hot when he yeah. hit him with the two super kicks. Yeah, and yeah. Then it was 
game over, over yeah. pretty quickly. Very swift. And, uh, yeah, you know, like, he definitely, like, had his fun chance to, like, get that sort of momentum. Yeah. Um, good showing in this. Like, maybe not as good as the Evil Uno showing. That I, was would all, agree. That, I would agree. Well, and Evil Uno had, like, the moment at the end where they held him up on their shoulders. Or yeah. I guess that was the next episode, it was. right? Yeah. So, Pillman didn't have that. Um, you know, doesn't really have as much sort of, like, character background, I guess, as Evil Uno. Yeah, with the for stable. sure. But, no. I mean, good for him. You know, good showing yep. uh, against Miro and... Uh, yeah, I mean, Varsity Blondes, I, I think, definitely is sort of where his future is. I'm sure, you know, they're going to... I think they're number one ranked right now. Again, rankings don't mean a ton, but they're going to be they're so, going to be factors right. you know, so the, as former jobber high graduates. So, I mean, yeah. pretty much top of their class. Oh, yeah, I'd and say. so, you know, like, seeing, you know, if the Bucks beat uh, Kingston and Penta next week, they're next in line. Yeah, yeah. one so, would assume. Yeah. So another just brief fun moment uh, in the match. Pillman hit like a springboard drop kick, which is a move Jericho has done his whole career. And on commentary, Jericho is like, I know that move. Yeah. Just thought that was fun. And then we get to our good buddy, Marvezelis, backstage with Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order. And basically, you know, Hangman wasn't really thrilled that they went out there to kind of talk on his behalf and you know Kenny had kind of said like I don't think he's gonna like you talking for him and he oh we forgot to mention Kenny said he doesn't have the guts doesn't have the guts to take yeah. the world well, title and, and, from indeed him. this stuff I think this was a really good segment absolutely because Hangman kind of came in there really quickly and the Dark Order sort of knew how to They're respond like, we they believe were, in you yeah they, they were supportive yep. you know they, they kind of one by one well and typically like in something like this in wrestling you would think like groups would start squabbling like hey you know they would yep. start shoving and squabbling but like the Dark Order, and this is why I like them a lot. They, like, legitimately seem like supportive friends. Exactly. You know, and they kind of, like, very quickly, like, A, were supportive, and B, sort of, you know, confronted him. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, you are, like, afraid of failure. Yep. You know, which is sort of the um, thesis of kind of Hangman's sort yep. of arc. You know, Absolutely. like, sort of, you know, him failing and that sort of, like, trauma and dealing with that. and you Started know, when he lost to Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and having to overcome, like, a fear of failure, feel, failure, failure, feel, fear of failure. Yep. A fear of losing and like this was a good moment where that was you know he was directly confronted with that and, uh, and the yeah. point was really driven home by Alex Reynolds which yeah. I love that you know of all people he kind of got that moment at the end because I kind of went one by one and yeah. walked out and Reynolds was basically like hey man your time has come and uh, you've waited too long and kind of tapped him on the shoulder yeah. and it just left Hangman there like just to ponder and yeah. I'm kind of getting goosebumps thinking just like yeah, no, I, I love it. I loved it because like whenever Hangman came in there yelling I was like oh no. But no. I, I, I was like oh man like there's gonna he's gonna yell the Dark Order and tell him to fuck off. No and then, no you know, no. No but like um, no the Dark Order great consolers great oh, great therapists. Great consultants. Yeah 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 great counselors <laughs> like man I was impressed. And we just again strap us in. Let's go. And consolers Speaking of strapped in, uh, Taz with strong looking hook in Powerhouse Hobbs. Express model hook is, is what I called him on Twitter. Hot boy hook. Um, basically, Taz dropped some big news here that uh, on July 14th, Brian Cage will defend the FTW title against a medically cleared Ricky Starks. Okay. Love it. So both still technically in Team Taz. Yeah. Taz basically saying, like, sometimes when you have squabbles, you just got to fight. And I think Taz is hoping that this will work their issues out, but I don't think it will. And no, I, I don't think, think we're will. still headed towards the Brian Cage master mole face yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. And um, with his face turn, too, like, who's he going to, like, like, I guess I think, like, his face turn is a given. Pretty could damn he, close. You know, I bet Could he beat it. Miro? You know, like, mm. that, we've been talking about that a lot. It's got to be a face. He's yeah. just as fucking big. Yeah. 
again, I don't think it's going to happen right out of the gate, no. but... And I know we've talked like Silver, 10, someone from the Dark Order, obviously would yeah. love to see that, but could it be Cage? Oh, yeah, I think it very well could be. Um, I think another interesting thing is who Cage would align himself uh-huh. after turning face. Yeah. You know, like where's he going to kind of go? Because I feel like he's not just going to be sort of a singles guy. There's you know, very few yeah, kind of you know, lone completely. wolves out. Well, like you have someone like Christian aligned with Jungle Boy and Jurassic yeah. Express, Hangman with the Dark Order. Like everyone kind of has at least someone. Some sort of association. But yeah, where would so Cage we'll go? See. Yeah. Maybe he will ride on his own. But again, just very interesting stuff and can't wait to see what happens. Yep. What wasn't interesting was Dr. Britt Baker DMD and Rebel defeating Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero in 6 minutes 56 seconds of poo poo pee pee. Yeah, why did Rebel and Vicky Guerrero have to be part of this? Because I think it would have been great with Britt versus Nyla Rose. Even though that would have been a bit too definitive since Nyla is like a prime challenger to Britt. And that's obviously going to be happening soon. Yeah, we did not need like that high stakes of a match this soon into her reign. It was. You know, especially with Nyla. But yeah, just having them throw, especially Vicky in there. Yeah. Like, there were so many floppy moments with well, her. Well, it was in the popcorn position. Yeah, there. yeah. Apparently, uh, Rebel, I think, got hurt. Like, maybe oh, no. dislocated her kneecap. Like, when she dove to make a save. I read this. Crikey. So, um, speedy recovery to her. I love her work as kind of just the heel yeah. assistant to Brit. I think she's very attractive. Um but, and she's kind of had the crutches before. I can't remember if she, that... Because remember, Britt had an injury, so Rebel had crutches. Yeah. That might have been while you were gone for a while, Perhaps, too. But yeah. now she's going to have crutches again, I guess. But, uh, yeah, speedy recovery to her. The match sucked. It was a waste of time. But there was after, remember, Nyla Rose put Britt through the table yeah, outside yeah, yeah, the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah. So clearly we're headed to that one-on-one match. I'd guess sometime end of July, like one of those Fighter Fest shows yeah, coming up no, at the be end a good of the month. One. So that'll be good. Um, yeah. And then we had, I didn't take any notes on it, but Hager and Santana and Ortiz giving a promo, like on some steps, looking real tough, uh, saying they're going to have their dog Conan with them. And I think they're fighting, is it FTR and Spears coming up next week? Uh, no, FTR and Wardlow. FTR and Wardlow. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, I guess we'll go right into our main event here where MJF defeated Sammy Guevara in 20 minutes, 5 seconds in a banger of a main event to close out Daly's place. Yeah, I know. Um, I know, like, you've been saying this, and I think the um, – Sentiment has been echoed a lot is that this was a pay-per-view level match. Absolutely. And delivered as such. Yeah. And, um, man, like it was, you know, like the build-up, you know, sort of the plot stuff, you know, like that enough was enough to been sort of... fucking m- six months in the making, Yeah, yeah, not six more. months in the yeah. making. So that was enough to sort of, you know, um, establish stakes. But, you know, kind of when things started, you just kind of knew that this was just a high-caliber match. It was flippy, it was rolly, and it was grippy. <laughs> Those are our three. Those are our three adjectives. It definitely was all three, uh, and just tons of big moves. I mean, Sammy hit like a double springboard cutter like five minutes in. Right. Um, I mean, I guess let's just kind of run through in order here because we got a bunch of notes. But um, well, we'll just start with the ending. Is kind of we've typically done with these. So you know, great back and forth action. Obviously, so many big moves. Uh, Spears ends up coming out, which draws Jericho away from the commentary table, which then brings Wardlow out, who beats the shit out of Jericho. 
distracts the ref, throws Jericho off the ramp, which allows Spears to hit Sammy Guevara in the head with the chair. MJF gets the one, two, three. So not a clean finish, but it's okay. They're heels. That's what's supposed to happen. But yeah, very flippy, grabby, and grippy right off the bat. You know, a lot of... Rolling count, a lot of counters to start In the this beginning match too. Off. Yeah, 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 like very fast and like again, just starting this match well, so well. Well, and, and one of my favorite things was Jericho on commentary. Yep, said like this is why I had MJF join the inner circle. Yeah. He was like deceptive. Yep, you know he kind of you know looks for these sort of very quick, easy ways to kind of like take advantage. Yep, in, in a match, and so like I think that was sort of you know. Um, you know, usually a lot of times that's kind of happens at the end of matches, mm-hmm. but that was sort of a thing at the beginning of the match that established like a really good energy. And that's a I good, thought. just yeah. a nice element Jericho brings to commentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in a match like this where he knows them both so well, well. well. And like, that's like some great insight too, you know, cause like typically if you're looking at commentary, that's going to be biased, mm-hmm. you know, you would think they're not going to say something like exactly. that, but like, you know, hearing that, you know, really kind of put the beginning of this match into like a really good context it's, where I could see you know, why, you know, like I could see MJF illustrate that point. And it's basically you like know. you commented about Callus a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what Same say. exact yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. So absolutely love it. So we come out of the commercial, um, and Sammy does a bit of a baseball slide, and MJF traps him like with in between the ring skirt, which I thought was really cool because you don't see that happen too much. Um, Sammy then gets a backdrop on him onto the cement outside, as I believe Jericho said. Um, but then come back into the ring and Sammy springboards off and he's caught by MJF in a power bomb. Like, and now we just, we're off and running with just so many big moves. We go into, as Jericho called it, the Spanish God fly by Sammy off the middle rope. Um, and then I wrote a series of various kicks. He skins the cat, which is when yeah. you kind of go over the top and pull yourself oh, no, back I, I, up. I've skinned the cat myself. Oh, like, not, yeah. not on a wrestling yeah. game, but, you know, like, yeah. You're familiar with the yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've skinned the cat before. Then the tornado plancha. The cat survived. <laughs> tornado plancha outside. He hits a springboard destroyer. Oh, it's just wild. And then MJF goes and gets some water and pours it all over himself. He gets a chair. Sammy drop kicks the chair. And then just the cra- one of probably one of the craziest, not quite the craziest yet, I don't know, but I can't even talk. Sammy goes to the top rope while MJF is outside the barricade yeah, yeah. and flips, does a flip and lands over the barricade onto MJF just like the distance and hang time of that alone. Yeah, is no, just so no, really impressive. all executed. And then, you know, JR's, you know, really great. What a camera angle. You know, <laughs> yeah, right well, before that. Yeah. So it's a very behind the scenes moment. But yeah, you know, that was kind of a moment where, like, Sammy's momentum just kind of was like, that was where it was at its oh, peak. It was, this was crazy. But then we end up back in the ring. Uh, Sammy starts to go to the top and MJF runs into the rope and then he climbs to the top and lifts Sammy over him and hits a fucking tombstone pile driver from the second rope. I thought Sammy might have been dead here. Yeah, and I mean, he sure looked like it. He I, was very dazed, pointing at his neck. Yeah. And that's where MJF hurt his knee. Yeah, and I know? was, when we were watching this live, and we did just did a rewatch before this, but when we were watching it live, I was very concerned for Sammy. Yeah. One, because I wasn't as focused on MJF and the knee at the time, because I'm like, fuck, he might be really hurt. Because yeah. then you have the moment where, and twice, where MJF tries to get him up and they both kind of collapse because yeah. of his knee, Sammy's neck. 
you know, it's like one of those moments like, is this real? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think Sammy probably might have gotten his bell rung a little bit yeah. there. Because like you said, he was pointing at his neck. He was kind of gripping his hands. Yeah, it took him a minute to get to get up. And MJF yeah. was really selling that knee thing. And For I really sure. And I really think in terms of like, match choreography like you know i think you know it called for sammy to you know he's like get give up. me give me a second yeah here. yeah 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 i think it called so for them M- to get up a lot faster and i think mjf yeah. yeah like you said very played that into it like yeah. give gave him a few more minutes to kind uh, of get himself yeah. back together he, he like kind of like hobbled across the ring you yeah know? like he didn't get up he kind of like scooted yep you know and then i remember he hit sammy in the knee at some point yeah he finally gets up yeah and then he ends know? up sammy ends up rolling him up it's yeah. kind of the first thing and he gets a near two count um he hits his one of his moves i can't tell if they're calling it a gth but it's essentially the gts that cm punk and kenta would do where he gets him on the shoulder and then knees him yeah. in the face so he hits that but as he rolled mjf up his foot hit the rope yeah so again, just a very unique spot there. I really liked with how that roll-up worked with his foot hitting the rope. Sammy goes back up top and MJF is like begging him, no, no, please don't. And he fucking hammers him with the 630. I thought that was going to be it. He kicked out. Um, and then that's what brought Spears and Wardlow and everything else that led to the finish. And man, what a match. Yeah, what a match. And um you know, it makes sense that it ends on interference because I know you'd mentioned that it's likely, it, like, for, you know, storyline reasons, it makes much more sense for MJF to win. Yeah, I wanted you know? Sammy to win. Yeah, no, really I, I mean, bad. I wanted yeah. Sammy to win, too. And, like, whenever they had that, like, big momentum building, like, what seemed like six to eight minutes where he just kind of, you know, was, like, landing big move after big oh. move, the leap on out of the ring onto the concrete, you know. It was wild. Yeah, that was sort of his big, um, you know, moment, but, like, you kind of knew whenever Sammy had that. Um, what was that move? Whenever MJF kicked out of two, he jumped. He um, that was the six thirty. Yeah, yeah, the six thirty. That was yeah, the yeah. closest near fall. And yeah. when I thought it was over. Yeah, yeah. And when it wasn't over, you kind of knew. Then the interference came. That's it. And it makes sense. But I mean, the, the rematch um, gives us a lot to look forward to. But I think you know, obviously, the match with Jericho. They they kind of had to next. heat up MJF for that match. Like it makes much more sense with him coming off a win here than a loss. Yeah. So. I don't know what's going to happen in that one. I mean, let's we don't need to get too far into it yet, but like MJF has already beaten Jericho. Do they solidify him or do they kind of give Jericho a little bit of momentum? I don't know. Probably makes more sense to have MJF win, but it wouldn't shock me to see Jericho get the W. Oh yeah, and like, you know, how many more how many singles matches do you see Jericho doing and for the for the rest of the year? Especially high profile one, you yeah. know, like not many. Yeah, not many. So it's like, you know, it's you know the scarcity of it. Honestly, the know, rest adds, of his, adds a lot more. You the know. rest of his career. Yeah. Like, let's just be honest yeah, with I, like high profile singles matches. Right, right. He doesn't have too many left in him. So, mm-hmm. I think it could be nice to kind of give him that one last victory. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be interesting when it happens. But uh, what a show! And then it goes into the Daily's Place tribute video, which um, despite kind of the sappy song, I thought it worked well. People uh, like the sappy song. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, but just showing all the moments essentially from you know mid-March of 2020 through right. Double or Nothing and recently and kind of went Double or Nothing to Double or Nothing in order and just, man, so many moments. It's all you know of AEW. Yeah, really. that's insane. All I know. So now we're into the wild new frontier. Yeah. With it. I'm excited. I mean, we're obviously going to be at one yeah. here in about August a month and 25th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, Cool. I mean, this is kind of, you know, what we signed up for. We yeah. were, you know, we endured the pandemic version of this podcast, which, you know, was great. Yeah. You know, we, I mean, we we went through a lot. We, you know, 
we're a Turner, <laughs> and, then, and, the and, 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 and then you know, I kind of you know lost myself, and then we went to WWE, and we lost ourselves, <laughs> lost so, our lost our minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, man, um, we're finally at the point that I think you know, that it, like this has been a point we've wanted to get to yeah. from the moment we started this. Yeah. So we're here. It's exciting. And, and what is in Miami next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we've got Greg Goldman coming up later. So we'll see how that uh it'll be fine. <laughs> if anything, it'll be a train wreck and we can just enjoy it and laugh at him. Okay. But real quickly about the tribute video, just seeing all the Brody Lee stuff and everything too got me a little choked up. It's just like fuck, I still can't believe he's gone, but mm-hmm. You know, what a way they've continued on his legacy with his son and the Dark Order and everything. Exactly. You know, just an awesome, awesome tribute video to wrap up this great era of AEW. And like you said, on to the new frontier we go. All right. Hitch the horses to the wagon. Well, now would normally be the time that we would tell you what burns our asses. But, uh, you know, in planning for Greg Goldman's segment and uh, Mm -hmm. just life in general and everything going on, we just didn't really plan this. And uh, same, we'll be honest, with the Star Wars can comparisons, which we intended to get back. You know, we'd had going again and the David Lynch shit happened and got us sidetracked and then both the interviews and Goldman and uh, we're still figuring this, you know, new era of uh, what we got and what we want out. Yeah, and like what burns my ass, I mean, nothing's really bothered me. I think everything's pretty pretty great in BBB land, you know, and uh, I mean, with canned stuff, I mean, you know, we'll 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 get back to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back to it. We'll just let um, the audience kind of figure it out. um, (laughs) We just had a Star Wars episode two on before this as we were writing our notes. That's outrageous. It was outrageous. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, so we've got, we'll finish the show with uh, Greg's Raw report or at WWE report. And uh, so let's just go right into If You Recall. And. Uh, like we said, as an homage to Del Wilkes, the Patriot, we wanted to feature a Patriot match. Yeah. So, prior to the Patriot coming to WWF in 97, which he was only there for a few months, he spent some time in WCW and All Japan. He's actually got a pretty highly rated tag team match in All Japan yeah. that I've watched that's pretty solid. But, you know, he's kind of more of a flash in the pan guy, kind of right. right place, right time, especially yeah. when it came to WWF. Right. They were doing this. Whole storyline with Bret Hart being anti-American and him hating the fans and the whole Hart Foundation. So they brought the Patriot in and he ended up getting a kind of a fluke win against Bret while he was the champ on Monday Night Raw, which led to this title match, which as we mentioned was 9-7-97 in the Louisville Gardens, which is some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Very local to us. But um, speaking of not local, I'm going to call this a geopolitics plot match. Oh, right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, because um, obviously, um, you know, U.S. versus Canada, you know, some sort of, you know, yeah. I, well, um, I love how the Patriot was like, Bret Hart, you're talking shit about our way of life. And it's yeah. like, how is Canada's way of life different than ours? You know, or that radically different to like make that point. Because they didn't need to because it was 97 and everyone hated Bret Hart. And yeah. It's rah-rah America. Yeah. Like it was just that easy. They Very didn't easy. need to get creative with the story. Well, that's exactly what our old boss wanted. Yeah, that's you know? right. 
Um, and I just wanted to note here, I told you before we started recording that this was like right about the exact time I started watching wrestling uh-huh. for the first time too, uh-huh. or at least Raw in that time. Like uh-huh. it was this era. I remember the Patriot was on the first Raw I ever saw and he was feuding with Bret Hart. So like this is right around the time I became a fan, which, you know, just very personal for me as well. So I'll always look fondly upon this era, which I mentioned is like kind of the precipice of the attitude era. I yeah. mean, we're pretty much there at this yeah. point. So, just great time to be a fan here, but uh so Bret Hart does defeat the Patriot in 19 minutes 20 seconds to retain the WWF title, which he will lose 2 months later at the Montreal Screwjob and be stripped by our old boss Vince and be forced to go to WCW on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, the Patriot comes out to Kurt Angle's music, which I know you probably don't know too well, but it was a thing like, obviously Kurt Angle became famous with this music and not a lot of people knew that it was first used on the Patriot about two years prior. He's toting his American flag and Bret Hart comes out to a chorus of booze from the Louisville Gardens with his Canadian flag and they both put their flags in the corner. And as we kind of tend to do, um, what were your impressions of the match? Uh, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a good like, way of yeah, it. yeah. Um, number one, the whole it's art or the it's in your house aesthetic. Like, yeah. I, I think that just looks so stupid. See, I love it just because again, it reminds me of being a kid. Yeah, yeah. And well, just all that. But yeah, looking back on well, it now, well, 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 like I don't know, like why they want to put like a home improvement aesthetic, <laughs> like on wrestling, like in with, with those colors and stuff. Like it, it like it was very '90s in a bad way. Yeah. I thought. So the um, way the reason they started doing it, they would give away a house right. to someone. Oh! Yeah. So that's kind of how the whole concept started that. in like '95. Oh, I didn't know. So that. So I don't know if they did that. I don't think. They did it every time, but when they started the "It's Your House" concept, that was the so. Reason. So, so they would just build you a house just somewhere random. I guess, yeah. Fuck. What if they like sent you all the way across the country, like motherfucker? Here, yeah, you're here. gone. No, yeah. Um, so, you know, um, one thing about like old, like you know, your golden era WWF that I've kind of noticed that it lacks compared to stuff is it's really like big and turgid and oh, slow, yeah. and it's just like you know. Sort of like these big like slam moves that are great. Like the Uncle Slams the were Uncle great. The Uncle Slam but, was tight. But, but like a lot of others, you know, it's just kind of this sort of crawl to like, you know, getting people in your signature move. Well, and the Patriot's yeah. just not that great yeah, of a that, wrestler. That, yeah, yeah, you that, know, that underscores it definitely. He'd just do some punches and clothesline. You know, he's, his offense was pretty basic. And yeah. I mean, Bret Hart, one of the best ever, was certainly doing all he could yeah. to make Patriot look good. And the match, you know, it's fine. It was okay. Like you said, I think Meltzer gave it three and a quarter stars. Yeah. I'd agree. Like, for that time, you know, solid little WWF title match. Yeah. But it was very slow in the beginning was, it was the thing. It was also what I call the big foot stomp punch era. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever, in like, in my old WCW, um, NWO Revenge game, yeah. like you could see people do when they punch, they would do like the little hole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both Bret Hart and the Patriot yeah, were yeah, doing yeah, it yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah, so this was that, that, that big era, which I thought was funny. Absolutely. Um, I loved one point early on, Vince just, he said something, but then he's like, Bret Hart hates America. Yeah. It was just great. I know, just had to like, just had to underscore the whole theme of it. Really goofy. Um, Bret Hart did his, um, thing that you, uh, talked about last time with Stone Cold, where he targets the body part. Oh, yeah. And, and attacks it, so, uh. When before that, uh, fucking Patriot targeted Bret Hart's arm for just a very long time. Yeah. And slow, and it didn't really go anywhere, and then Bret Hart... 
started attacking the Patriots' knee. Much better, because he's very good at it, but again, it's like we just went through this for several minutes on the other side, now we're gonna do it again. So it just took quite a while for this match to get going. Um, but then he gets him in, he, Bret Hart gets him in the figure four on the post, which really kind of started to turn the match around. Just a signature Bret Hart move there. It was right under the American flag, and then that's when the British Bulldog came out, which led you to referring to this as a geopolitics play. Yeah, and, and, and it was. You know, and the British Bulldog came out in support of Canada. You know, of course. So, like, I think that, that's sort of a pretty classic, like, you know, um, storytelling thing, both both the foreign countries ganging up on the U.S., mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, in terms of the outcome of the match, you know, I think it, you know, really kind of milked everything it could out of it. When we had Vader come out as well to yeah. save or to come to the aid of um, the Patriot here, um, we forgot, well, no, I think this was right after it, or before it, who cares? <laughs> the Patriot did hit the Uncle Slam. It, it was right before, because yeah. then British Bulldog pulled him off him, which yeah. led to Vader coming out. I have a weak, big boot by the Patriot, and Vince said, the crowd is whipped into a frenzy. The crowd was pretty hot for the Patriot. Yeah. I mean, again, it's easy, USA, USA, hate the Canadian. Um, he hits the Patriot missile for a kick out, backdrop, back suplex, kick out. Um, Bret Hart hits a, his classic, the Bulldog, into the second rope elbow. Um, and then the Patriot accidentally hits the ref, and then he hits the Uncle Slam again, but because he hit the ref, it delayed the count, which led Brett to getting his foot on the rope, which was probably the closest near fall, like, of the match, you know, the crowd was into it. Um, and then they had kind of the weak, like, double knockdown where they both ran into each other, and it was almost kind of quiet, and yeah. Vince is just like, what a matchup! <laughs> I thought the timing was just really funny. Right. Um... But I thought the finish was actually awesome, and I'd forgotten about this finish that Patriot actually got Brett into the sharpshooter. Crowd's going nuts. Which I thought his sharpshooter was kind of yeah, not took not, him a while to get yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, 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 and it wasn't like nearly as like pristine. No, you know. Yeah. But he got him in it and had him in it, and Brett Hart just kind of slid through and put him in his own sharpshooter. I thought that counter was amazing. I mean, Brett Hart fucking rules. And the Patriot was very close to the ring. It so was so he was right, right next there. to the ropes. The ropes to the he ring. easily could have grabbed it, but he just like kind of kept his head down in the ring, which is very plot match. Yeah, and the yeah, ref yeah, yeah. ended up calling for the bell. Um, you know, solid-ass match. You know, nothing great. but uh, And then Brett attacked the Patriot after, broke the American flag, and choked him with it, which yeah. was just tight. Yeah, so, you know, definitely healing him up. And then, you know, interesting context for the Montreal Screwjob when we finally watch it. Yes. You know, like, like this is good context for it. Yeah, you. this is you know, two I'm, months yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, this fills in, you know, like kind of, a good heel chapter in Bret Hart's story that's going to kind of, you know, make that story a little bit more rich. I think we'll plan watch to it. watch it in November around Survivor Series Excellent. time. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll do that. But, uh, yeah, and again, rest in peace, Del Wilkes. Sure. Uh, you for will sure. be missed. Yeah. And uh, it's time for Goldman. gentlemen it's the moment we've all been waiting for it is the wonderful debut 
of the Greg Goldman Report. Alrighty, alrighty, everybody. This is Greg Goldman from the Brain Buster Boys. I'm coming at you live from... Hey! Hey, would you shut the fuck up? I gotta do a show, right? Hey, don't make me come over there again. Alright, I'm live from this fucking shithole in Queens, and we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw, right? Not the one tonight, but like last week's Raw, right? You know, and I'll say, it wasn't that bad. It went from a garage can to a wastebasket, right? Great triple threat, right? Riddle and AJ, they should have won. One of those two should have won. But enough of the stupid fucking Drew agenda. I mean, that dumbass loser, he gets another shot at Bobby Lashley after losing again at Hell in a Cell. Wasn't the fucking point of that match that Drew didn't get another shot if he fucking won, the, if he fucking lost the match? And he lost. And he's getting another shot. How many times is he going to lose? Five? Fifty-five? Who's counting, man? I mean, Drew, he deserves so much better. But like, but like, fuck Drew. I mean, I cannot fucking believe that Vince McMahon has given him another title shot after losing that hell in a cell. I can't even speak my fucking words. Again, I know. I mean, look, all right, listen. He brings in the ratings, and Lashley is champion has been pretty shit for the ratings. But like, who gives a fuck about these ratings, right? 1.5 million people watched Raw last week. 1.5 million people. And AEW, they just got 750,000 watches. So, there. Fuck Drew, but he deserves so much better at the same time. All right, that's it for Raw, folks. It was, it was terrible. It got terrible ratings. They got good ratings, but, like, who gives a fuck about the ratings? It was, it was shit. It was absolute shit. Hey! Hey, you want to see absolute shit? I'll come over there and give you absolute shit right now. Fucking hell. All right. All right, next we got the fuck, the NXT, right? As bad as Raw was, right? It's thank God for NXT, right? But look, I want to be positive at the end of this. So I'm going to save NXT for the end. You know what they say? Save the best for last and the fucking shit for first. All right. Friday Night Smackdown, right? Only worth the watch if Tribal Chief, right? He's the Tribal Chief. Head of the freaking table, the Raiden's giant, Roman Reigns. It's only watchable if this guy's on, right? And that, and. And then this fucking guy, Edge. This fucking... He is a 50-year-old main event on WrestleMania. 50-year. He's 50-year. And he just comes in and he attacks Roman and gets a title shot at Money in the Bank. Just like that. What the fuck are you thinking, Vince? I mean, look, this Selena Vega, she's been gone for fucking months. Months. No one knows where she's been. They say she's been fucking twitching everywhere. I don't know what the fuck that means. She's been gone for months and she just waltzes back in and she gets a shot at the Money in the Bank briefcase. Liv Morgan has been fucking beating people for weeks. She beat Selena Vega. She beat fucking Carmella. And she gets nothing? The fuck? Look, all right, SmackDown. Roman's great. He's the best there is. He, the nothing's better. A hundred times better than anything in AEW. I mean, look at the ratings. The ratings show that. He's got fucking two million each week. That's fucking incredible. But that fucking Vince, he doesn't care about ratings. He really needs to fuck. Hey! Hey, hey, all right, that's it. I'm fucking coming over. I told you to shut the fuck up a long time ago. Well, it's a heck of a debut for Greg Goldman there, baby. All right, all right, all right, dude. I, I can't keep holding this in. This guy is absolutely insane. He's fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I, knew, I thought we knew that coming in. Yeah, it's certainly a bit extreme but i think i think it kind of fits i mean yeah he's off his rocker but it's a geek yeah, I, I don't know man like like just listen to what he says like the substance of the words he's saying he's a 
fucking contradiction. Like one second ratings are the most important thing ever. The next second, they don't mean dick. And on top of being volatile and calling himself a crane buster boy. I know, I know. But I thought we were going to give this a chance. And, you know, a chance means at least more than just one episode. Besides, as we know, having the WWE content is a net positive for our show. And we want to keep that audience we gained when we were covering them. And that means we have to deal with the loon, Greg, to keep that going. So be it. Let's ride the momentum, dude. Keep growing with these interviews and everything. Sky's the limit. Yeah. I know I was the one who said to let it happen and all, but maybe, um, I don't know. Um, I just think we're better than this. 